This is our last um, trans-hemispheric episode. I'm in a really awkward... Uh, I, my, my setup's quite awkward. I'm actually... Uh, I think it's worth, for the travel log, um, trying to take some kind of photo of just how absurd... Just how absurd this is because my um, little mic stand is actually on my computer pushing the option key and it's all sort of squatted on my suitcase. <laughs> the glamour. I'm sitting on the floor. The glamour. the glamour of international podcasting. This is a podcast in which two friends have serious conversations about silly things and silly conversations about serious things. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. How are you? I'm okay. I'm, uh, I'm on the road. On the road? Where are you right now? I'm in a town. Well, it's a city, but I'm not in the city. I'm in a the city called it's called Dunedin, which is in the deep south of the South Island of New Zealand. Mm. Is it beautiful? Of course, it's beautiful. Everything is beautiful in New Zealand. Yes, and I'm. Uh, it is beautiful, and I'm staying with uh, some old friends. Well, when I say old friends, they are friends I've known for a long time. They live on the very much on the outskirts. I mean, it's really in the country, really. Um, I'm not sure they would say that. It's uh, extraordinary. But today, it's kick-ass cold, although I suspect not quite at your level. Mm, I I think I, I, I experienced a two-degree moment today, so that was quite chilly. <laughs> Where did you experience that? Around my ankles, because I uh, had <laughs> I was wearing those trousers. You had trousers. bobby socks on, didn't you? I, I did. I was, I was wearing those trousers that tend to sort of stop just above... Above the ankle, because, you know, it's cool and trendy. It's and, fashionable. And both of those yeah. things. Uh, but mm, they're not forgiving in winter. So, yeah, I'm in Dunedin. Dunedin. And um, uh, this is where I went to university. This is where I... Um, is it, though? My first undergraduate degree and my master's degree were here at the University of Otago. Okay, wow. And I sp- spent the day yesterday in, in fact, the old phys ed school where my friend has a... He now has a corner office. Mm. Um, mm. I spent uh, the day working there. It was uh, amazing, actually. Very sort of, you know, stirring up ghosts. Yeah. And and how are you? I've had a funny day. Funny weird. Yeah. Funny, you know, when it's all over the map and you kind of just like, you go from there to, you just like, you kind of go, oh, I'm getting whiplash from all the things that I'm doing. <laughs> Does that make sense? Uh, I remember that experience, but yeah, I haven't had it for a long time, but yes. So I I woke up at four o'clock this morning because somebody, I'm not going to name names because that would be inappropriate. Jeffrey. But <laughs> well, I hope it wasn't Somebody Bob. was sitting, <laughs> well, Wait, yeah. <laughs> as a rule, I don't lock Bob in the hallway at bedtime. <laughs> mm. I mean, not never, but not as a rule. Um, somebody at four o'clock started to like, just gently keen, like, uh, oh. and it was insistent enough to wake me up. So I, I opened the door and looked at him and I said, but not Bob, right? It wouldn't wake Bob up. 
Honestly, you could set rockets up up her nose. Choo-choo. And she would be fast asleep. Yeah. These things just do not disturb I, I, her in the slightest. I hear Can I can I just can I no you No, no, go just, ahead. Interject. No, I just I just was um, one of the things that um the friend I'm staying with, um, they're old friends from Phys Ed School and one of the things that they're experts is in experts in is it's something called adventure racing. And uh, it's, it's, it says it on the tin mm-hmm. really. But uh, uh, adventure racing is these long, long, long races, sometimes five days, sometimes six days, where they're traversing very complicated terrain and they'll be doing, some of it will be cycling, some of it will be uh, running, walking, other times they'll be kayaking and, down, you know, it's, it's yeah. full on. Um, uh, my friend Jim was telling a story about another friend who I'll be seeing tomorrow. Who um, they and one of the things is they have to really monitor how much they're sleeping and how how much not to sleep. So there's a race on this weekend which will last more or less thirty six hours, but they don't sleep. They won't sleep at all. And in these long races, it's really judging how much to sleep and how much not to sleep is a it's quite a fine line but one of the things that this other friend did to keep himself awake while the others in the team had a sleep so that they didn't all fall asleep and then just fall asleep for like six hours was <laughs> he sat there with a stick poking up his nose <laughs> <laughs> to stop himself falling asleep, and I was just thinking that I was just thinking that Bob would have been just fantastic if you could just poke a stick up her nose and she'd still, oh. he'd still yeah. be this is this is absolutely Bob is built for. I mean, it, it, she, I think she would not for adventure no, 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 racing. No, no, no. She she is built for bed testing. If you were to say to Bob, "Oh, you can have twelve hours sleep today," she'll go, "Oh, why so little?" <laughs> <laughs> who have I? Who have I upset? Uh, what are you trying yeah. to do to me? Why would you? <laughs> do you not care for our Why marriage? Why would you torture me thus? <laughs> so obviously, at four o'clock in the morning, with the gentle oh, I'm so jealous. meeting, the gentle cleaning outside of the mm. door had no impact on her whatsoever. <laughs> so I open the door, and yeah. because it's four o'clock in the morning, I look at him and I say, "Jeffrey, exactly what is it that you're trying to communicate to me?" Use your Use words. Your words. So he did. He used his words. He picked up his blanket, and when he picks up his blanket, it means he's ready to go downstairs. Yeah, oh. So I was like, okay, but you know it's not breakfast time. And then he walked downstairs with his blanket and then stood looking at the door. Like, oh, do you need the toilet? So that's how my day started at four o'clock. Hey, wait, but why? what happened to his rhythm that, he, it had, that happened to go? At- Don't know. Don't know, just something, I think it might be to do with the drop in temperature. Oh, yeah. I think it, he might have gotten a bit cold and just woken up. So he, he took us out, or took me out, I should say, well, us, because it was me and him. He did what was necessary. And then I was taking my shoes off and thinking to myself, oh, I'll, I'll rearrange his blankets at the top of the stairs. That would have been totally unnecessary because I found him fast asleep in my bed by the time I'd got upstairs and there was no moving him no moving him at all so I had to slide into the bed and sort of like just the only word is finagle I had to finagle my way underneath a dalmatian yeah. so that I could get some some well a combination of mattress and blanket and a significant portion of dalmatian and I managed to fall asleep and then at about about maybe quarter past seven I'm woken up by hot breath on my neck and this wagging tail and he is he's lying diagonally across me wagging his tail and gazing in, in my eyes oh, like, with love. what should we do today 
well, with the the intention of getting me up and making me give him breakfast. So I started in a kind of slightly odd so this place. This was Friday, right? This usually, was Friday. And, yeah. This was Friday so morning. Work I don't day. usually wake up under a, a work day. It was a work day. But I didn't, I, 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 uh, I did have work to do. But I, the first thing I had to do was go to a hospital for a scan in the never-ending saga of my gallbladder. Oh, it is never-ending. Yeah, well, it finally came to pass that I got the scan date for my gallbladder. And that's how long it took just in terms of just using the public health system. Like yes. It, it was clearly not a high priority. No, I I cannot complain because um, I my blood tests were returned within 20, well, less than 24 hours um, at the point where in the UK there was a, a shortage of um, of blood drawing equipment equipment. So I my biliary colic crisis happened at a point where people were having routine blood tests not de- not taken, and so I, I was bumped, jumped to the top. Oh, of I queue didn't. I had no idea. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I, when I when he said I'm going to send you for bloods, I said, "Have you got enough test tubes?" He said, "We've we've got some spare. Don't worry." We keep them for emergencies, but don't tell anyone. Oh, that's both uh, heartening and disheartening, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, so my bloods had come back, and there was nothing to report. And the scan was routine, really, just to to rule anything else out. Was that a CT scan? What kind of scan was it? It was just a simple ultrasound. Ah, oh, does that mean they use the thing in the cold cream? Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that. So, in I pop, my appointment was at ten to nine in the morning. So I was still feeling quite fragile from Dalmatian wrestling. And it only goes and turns out I don't have gallstones. Okay, that sounds good. But what do you have? Well, that was my question. So I said, are there any masses anywhere? And they said, let's have a look. And I thought, okay, this is going to be a fun, a fun uh, bike ride. Oh, you mean you got to see, they, got to sh- they wanted to show you? Uh, no, I couldn't see because of the angle I was at, although they did let me take a photograph of the screen eventually so that I could take it back to Bob because I, uh, Bob insisted that I had a photograph. With of course, my, and hopefully it'll be in the show notes. I will share my gallbladder with you all, <laughs> which is <laughs> remarkably free of stones. So I, um, the first bit of the scan was, um, so I can see a bit of lovely liver. I said, okay, so I've got a lovely liver. And she just went... I didn't say that. I said I can see a bit of lovely liver. I didn't say it was all lovely. That has yet to be determined. <laughs> this um, uh, doctor, nurse, sounds like they have a wicked sense of humour. The ra- radiologist, and she was, she was very good. And she finished my scan of my liver and she said, Huh, clearly you don't drink. That is an excellent liver. And I told her that I started drinking at the age of 40. And she went, ah, right. You can have as much as you want and nobody will be able to tell until you're long dead. Really? (laughs) That was her perspective. I mean, really. So so breakfast time cocktails while uh, while midlifing next weekend is a distinct possibility. Absolutely. Absolutely. She then went on to have a little look at, she did my gallbladder, all fine. Nothing wrong with it. Very healthy. Pancreas, very good, very good. Then... Ah, you've got quite big kidneys. I went, oh, is that something I should be worried about? She said, no, you're six foot two. You should have big kidneys. (laughs) They're entirely proportionate for a man your size. 
Okay. But they're bigger than mine. It's like, okay, good. I don't really need them to be compared to your kidneys. And she's, I, it's and, so great. I love to, I love the idea that I'm, um, my podcasting uh, partner has, um, has like the biggest kidneys in the world. He's like, <laughs> he's like 98th percentile kidney size. I love that. Because if I, I wanted to podcast with anyone, I'd want them to have big kidneys. That's for sure. I, I've got B, I've got BKE, big kidney energy. Yeah. 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 So, um, so she was saying that, um, it's all good so far. Yeah. All good. And anyway, so basically there is nothing in my internal organs that could indicate why I had that pain. So I am a medical okay. mystery. Oh, and really? Mm-hmm. And so there's this, is there a sense that I guess they just don't know whether it will happen again? Uh, yeah, I guess it's just a case of watch and wait. And if it happens again, well, I'm really glad that I didn't have my gallbladder whipped out for no apparent reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because... And do you, do you feel better knowing that you don't know and and versus that it's something that you do know that could be not great? I think I feel better knowing that it's not gallstones and there is nothing else that can be seen. So you're happy with the idea in effect that it's also... But you're okay with the idea that you don't, that they don't know and you don't know what it is or what yeah. happened. Yeah, because I think, you know, I think I understand that bodies can just do weird things every now and then and, and present with symptoms that appear to all intents and purpose to be exactly what's going on for one thing. But yep. it, it's not. But, you know, it's, so it's, an, was... it's an unknown unknown. Yeah. it's an un... Yes. Thank you, Donald. It was exactly that. Yes. We were going to get Donald Rumsfeld as our first guest for um, for midlifing, but he, he bloody joined your mother's spreadsheet. Dirty rat. Dirty rat. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So I, I don't have gallstones, don't know what was going on. And you I haven't even thought... had morning tea yet, have you? No, this but is on... all, exactly, this is all first thing What a day. Morning. I know, and then, and then, and then it was this just. Episode like... might have to be a bit long. I'm um, one of the things that happened to me. This is unrelated. When I left Wellington, um, my eldest brother took me to my other brother's place, and on the way we went to a um, what is it? What sort of shop? It's when it's like a um, when they sell. It's like a wholesalers. Is that right? Mm-hmm. You know, when they're sort of selling bulk things, mm-hmm. and you don't pay bats on it. Yes, we don't pay that. We have GST here in New Zealand, which is effectively the same thing, I think. Um, but yes, that might be right. And uh, he bought me, uh, I'd like to think of it as a gift, but it also could be considered a part, uh, like a, a shot across the bow. <laughs> Did he get you a um, <laughs> <laughs> No, he, um, <laughs> he, uh, he, there's a piece of, uh, there's a, in New Zealand, there's a confectionery called, they're called jet planes. They're quite famous in New Zealand. As they say here, world famous in New Zealand. All Kiwi listeners will know exactly what I'm talking about. And um, jet planes are like, they're like wine gums, mm-hmm. but they're in the shape of jet planes. Okay, yes, I think I've seen them. And uh, he bought me a two kilogram bag. <laughs> Holy Wow. He's assuming you're never coming back, and this is just so you have a flavour of New Zealand with you until your dying day. Or he's trying to give me diabetes. Uh, and um, But the funny thing is that my suitcase is an entirely different weight now, <laughs> as you can imagine. So I'm hoping that the um, person I next see on my little New Zealand tiki tour 
before I head back to um, winter, the the man who keeps himself awake by putting a stick, by <laughs> propping himself up on a stick with his nose, uh, will um, help me. He might need them. He might need he, the I, energy. He, I think he might. I think he's the sort of person that uh, could and will and will would <laughs> consume two kilograms of jet planes. Wow. Yeah. So how's the uh, how's the grand tour going? Well, I have um it hasn't it's not really a grand tour. I just um on Thursday I uh snuck down to Dunedin and then I'll go to Christchurch and then I have to go to Auckland in order to fly out of New Zealand. So it's just to see a couple of friends. It's um it's really it's it's very different. It's very different being and it's a very um very deeply, deeply uh, sad to leave my mother's house for the last time. Um, I won't see that house again. Um, but then also really beautiful just to be amongst families, uh, the parents. I don't necessarily know the children that well, actually, because I haven't been around uh, in New Zealand for so long. But um, well, their children and just to be around them and um, being amongst other families and it's really really beautiful just to just to be having conversations that you know they certainly touch on the last couple of months of my life but also things that are going on for them and it's sort of it's 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 a strange thing about when you're the sort of the insular nature of the experiences I've just had and it just there's a slight feeling of them opening out um, that you might say the world's still going on and people are still doing the things they're doing and and there's and I sort of hinted at this last week, I think, but, you know, there's a part of me which really wants that and there's another part of me that doesn't want, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a slightly, um, so, yeah, it's been really beautiful just to, um, yeah, just to be around people and, and having conversations, you know, often those conversations about things that have changed in the last, you know, whatever, 20 years and this entire trip of all the things. It's also, I've seen people that I haven't seen, some of whom I haven't seen for like 25 years. And, uh, it's been quite, um, uh, extraordinary, really. Mm. That lo lovely thing of people not changing, but changing. Yeah. You're still the same. You know, that thing we say. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't changed a bit, except the package that you're in looks nothing like the package that I left you in. <laughs> totally, totally. Except exactly yet, like it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. It's That's that weird thing, isn't it, where where you know that you're confronted by somebody who looks significantly different, but at the same time they don't. They don't look at all different. Yeah, exactly. And we we went uh, another friend uh, who I used to dance with a lot, um uh <clears throat> I think is a uh, an FL, a faithful listener. He um mm. uh we went for a walk along the beach and bumped into two friends of his. Um and the the woman of the two, she was looking at me and saying, so what's your name? She goes, I'm sure I recognize you. And uh, I had this, there was a little moment when I looked at her, I said, what's your surname? And um, it turns out that she taught me sports massage in 1990. Oh, my and God. And the, the thing I remembered about her <laughs> was that she'd had been really sick for two pregnancies, that she'd just been, like, these two pregnancies, she was constantly, yeah. constantly sick. And and that was the thing I remembered about her. And she goes, I can't believe I was telling students that. <laughs> well, it's that thing about the insularity of the experience that we're having. It's, you know, it, it, it's, it's all-consuming being a human, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And when you have uh... experiences that are 
non-normative, like intense morning sickness, I can't imagine it leaves you in your even remotely right mind. No, but yes, but it was a it was a slightly. I mean, you know, she she must be. I mean, I guess she's sixty now. I'm just guessing, but um, which also makes me sort of slightly smile because she was teaching us, and I at the time I, you know, whenever you think of someone teaching you, just assume that they're a lot older than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. You know, I would have been nine. I would have what I would have been twenty one. Um, so she would have been late twenties, possibly. Yeah, <laughs> just a baby, and um. Yeah, so it was pretty. Uh, so yeah, just those little. I mean, New Zealand is a little bit like that, and Dunedin is a pretty small town. Um, but uh, it's that sort of sense of 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 knowing people is very. It's thick. Yes, yeah, just powerful sense of place, and part of that sense of place is also that sense of familiarity with how people are, and their posture, and gestures, and tone of voice, and all those things that just are deep in you. Um, and part of that, of course, is uh, the sort of sense that you're always just only one degree of separation away from um, everyone. So is this feeling like, because um, you had that weird decompression on the way in, where you had 14 days of effectively <laughs> sitting in isolation in order to prepare yourself for something that is unimaginable. Yeah. Yes, and dipping my headphone cable in um, maple syrup. <laughs> Yeah, obviously warding warding off diabetes. I mean, there were some highlights, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So you had that weird, um, that weird decompression from one situation to another situation. Is that Mm. what this is? Is that what's happening on the other end? You're kind of like moving back into the world. Yeah, I think that does. I think it's probably a really nice way of saying it. I'm not sure I thought of it like that, but yes, it does feel a little bit like um, a way of transitioning um, out of. not that I again, like not that I want to forget it, but that sort of Mm-mm. particular mm. intensity and um, yeah. heat and uh, stress, you know, and yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really nice way of putting it. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think anybody would hear you saying like, "Oh, I've I've shucked off grief now and I'm moving into the next stage." And I don't think that's all good. All good. Yeah, exactly. No, but I, I think I was thinking about the decompression between the thing that you talked about last week that sort of that that sense that this is you know this is a rubicon that you're crossing that you you can't go back you and you said earlier on today you you won't be going back to your mother's house and this is this all of those sorts of things and i guess to not just then be replanted back in cold winter oh. soil without having had anything in between those two things would be a proper head spin yeah, yeah, I think so. What's a Rubicon? Oh, uh, Rubicon is a river. Uh, so the, the crossing of the Rubicon is um, uh, it's something to do with... Um, so it's actually a river? Yeah, yeah, it's in Italy. <laughs> really? You should know that. I think it was something to do with um, like a, a, a pivotal moment in, in, a, in a campaign. Like once you've gone that way, you can't go back or something. I can't quite remember, but that's, what it's, that's how it... That's how it's used in 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 language. The crossing of a Rubicon. It's the idea of we we don't go back again. It's that you know. It's the Heracletian leap, but in a less twatty <laughs> twatty way of saying it. If that makes sense, does that make sense? No, it was great. It was great. Um, oh, I hate myself for have just saying Heracletian leap. 
that's, that's uh, not a thing to say on a Friday night. Well, it's actually also the best part about it is going to be the show title too. <laughs> <laughs> Which Heraclity and Leapo. So you can't escape it. Say. It will be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're being held by people that have been in your life for such a long time, Simon. Oh, it's a very, very beautiful way of putting it. And yes, it's, um, I feel very, uh, very moved by um, also just the sort of simplicity of it yeah. as well. Like it's, you know, there's nothing fancy. Um, and so is there anything you want to talk about? Um. Um, I know no. we're talking about things now, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, did I come today prepared with a topic? Perhaps, ULs and FLs, this is a good time for us to say, look, we're on the brink of Christmas, and there's a dog just come in uh, with quite some... Yeah, hi. Hi, Snarler. So, uh, Jeff uh, has... You, you know that, did you know that Jeff does the proper Dalmatian smile? I don't know there's such a thing. Oh, okay. So if you... This will be in the show notes. Dalmatians, um, they snarl, they bare their teeth at you. Oh, not smile, snarl. Well, it's it, they refer to it as a smile because it's done in um, it's done in kindness, but it, it's often misread, unsurprisingly, because this <laughs> large dog walks towards you bearing its teeth, and Jeff does it. He's the only one of ours that's ever done it, um, and Jeff wanders in, particularly when he's just woken up, and he'll just go ha. And pull this face and make this noise, and you think, mm, is he going to bite me? No, he's not. Um, and he just did that, no. and then fucks off again. But uh, as that I was, was that was it. He just came to smile at me, and then he went away. Left the door open so I can now feel a little bit of a breeze around my ankles. Mm. ULs and FLs, we are steaming towards the festive season. This is the time for you to use info at midlifing.net and maybe, you know. Ask us to recommend things that you should buy for your loved ones. Or perhaps ask us to solve those festive problems. Like, how do you spend time in a house with relatives that you don't like? And how, or how does one make panettone? Oh, well, it's an enriched, an enriched dough. That's an easy one for us to uh, to crack open. With candied fruit. Uh-huh. 